Hi there, podcasters. My name is Jay and welcome to my podcasting journal. My mission is to help you become a better podcaster by sharing what I'm learning on my own podcasting journey. Today, let's talk about sibilance and what we can do to avoid getting it on the tape in the first place and what to do afterwards in post-production. Okay, let's get started. So sibilance is the sizzling kind of sound that you get when sometimes you use words with S or C or T even. And after a while, it can be quite tiresome for your listener to hear that. So what causes it? Well, some voices are naturally prone to sibilance and there's not much you can do about that. Also, some microphones are prone to sibilance and it's even some expensive microphones. And thirdly, mic technique is probably the one thing that you can do to help reduce it because most of us won't know whether the mic we buy is prone to sibilance until after we bought it, unfortunately. So there is some basic mic technique that you can try to avoid it at the time of production. The first thing you can do is try and reduce the sensitivity of the mic. You can reduce the gain a little bit. Maybe you can move the mic a little bit further away from you. If you've got a lavalier mic on, then maybe you can put it under some clothing. And that brings the general principle of introducing some sort of covering over the mic. So if you're not using a lavalier mic, but a normal kind of mic, a dynamic mic or a condenser mic, then maybe a foam wind cover might help a little bit or a pop filter. But otherwise, it just comes down to practice and experimentation. Certainly, if you are recording somebody else, if you have a guest and you notice that they have a sibilance, it's probably not a good idea to mention that to them specifically because then they'll become self-conscious. So better to just try the remedies of asking to move the mic away, perhaps, or reducing the gain if that's possible from their end. So changing the angle of your microphone also can help a lot because high-frequency sounds such as the S sounds, are highly directional. So if you angle your mic at a sort of a 45 degree angle to you rather than straight on, that might also help. Now, there is one other thing you can try. I don't actually do this. It's called a pencil trick. The reason I don't do this is that you need a side address microphone for it to work. And I've got end address dynamic microphones. I've got a Samsung QE2U. But if you've got a side address microphone, then you could use something called the pencil trick. And what you do is you get a wooden pencil and a rubber band and attach the pencil to the grill of the microphone so that it's facing straight down over the center of the membrane over the sensitive capsule part. And that should help with the sibilance. Experiment with that, see what it does to the sound, make sure it doesn't overdull your sound, gets muffled. But that's something that's reported to work quite well. It's called the pencil trick. But apart from those techniques, there's not much you can do about it beyond that during the production itself. So what do you do if you do capture some of that on tape? Well, there is a special filter called a de and these are specifically designed to remove sibilance. So let's have an example of sibilance. And I'm just going to move this mic filter so it gets out of the way. So it'll be something like, she sells seashells on the seashore. Sea she sells seashells on the seashore. So this is a, a era plugin in Audacity. Let's see how that sounds after tre- trying to treat that. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. There you go, not so bad. 
So my advice with DSing really is it's a lot of work to manually reduce DSing. And I really recommend trying to get a plugin that will do it for you automatically. Now you can get free plugins in Audacity. I've put one in the show notes. And there are paid plugins. So the ERA plugin is a paid plugin. So if sibilance is going to be a big problem for you, then rather than spending hours in post-production trying to clean it up manually, I think you're far better off using a plugin that can do it automatically for you. The price you pay with plugins is that sometimes they can muddy the sound, so you lose a little bit of articulation, but it's probably only going to be noticeable to you. Now, if you wanted to do it manually without a plugin, then the process is pretty much the same for any door software that you're using. The first step is to try and identify the frequency in that recording where the sibilance, the hissing, the hissing sound is going on, what frequencies. And usually it's in a range of 3500 hertz to 12,000 hertz. Somewhere in that range is going to be where the distortion happens the most, and you've got to find that frequency. And you would do that by using maybe, in, in I think in Audition, there's a parametric EQ that can help you do that. There's also ways using the, the spectrum view to analyze the frequencies. Once you spot where the S's are happening, you can capture that range and find out where the frequencies are. Once you have that information, that's your threshold where you want the deesser to start removing anything at that frequency above. You then activate the deesser plugin in your door and you tell it the frequency threshold that you've just found. So you'd say maybe it's 10,500 hertz. That's the point where you want the deesser to start removing any of those high frequency sounds. And that's what's called threshold. And then usually the other setting that your deesser will ask you for is how wide you want the the treatment to be, what sort of range around that central frequency you want the effect to be applied to. So the narrower the band, then the more focused you are on a certain set of frequencies. And you just have to experiment, you just have to use your ears to figure out the kind of range you want those frequencies removed at. And I think it's just too much work. Well, it's certainly too much work for my for my workflow, just to remove some S's from a few phrases. So I would rather either leave it there or use a plugin to remove it automatically. Now you can also get hardware DSs built into digital interfaces or digital recorders, some digital recorders, but mostly digital interfaces. And that would form part of your live effects chain. So you could have a dial that deals with noise gate. You could have a dial that deals with a high pass filter. And then you could have a, a DSer as hardware, as a hardware dial, removing that while you're recording live so that it doesn't get onto the tape in the first place, but obviously that's an investment to buy that kind of hardware. So in conclusion, I think the thing that to do is to try and remove it at the time of production by playing around with the microphone position, doing what you do for popping, which is speaking to the microphone, but not directly into it, maybe above it or slightly below it. Experiment with the position of the microphone, maybe introduce some kind of barrier, either a foam filter, Actually, the one other technique that somebody mentioned that I saw was the theory was that the, the metal grill or that covers a microphone actually has some sort of effect. And so what you can do is on certainly on lavalier mics, some lavalier mics, you can actually remove the, the metal grill covering the top of the mic and put a small wind cover over it. And that seems to help as well. Other than that, I would recommend using some kind of plugin in post-production if it really is a, an issue for you. 
and I'll put a few recommendations in the show notes. The other setting that you'll see in the DSA plugins will be to give you the option of a split band or a wideband DSing. Now what wideband DSing does is affect the entire vocal track. So it'll compress the whole track wherever it detects a sibilant sound or it detects that the, the sound has crossed a threshold parameter. Whereas the split band DSing just looks at the high frequencies of the sibilance, a much narrower range than the whole track. It just looks for those high ranges. This is getting complicated already. But as I said, I would just use a plugin. And that's what I do if it is an issue. Okay, so that's it for today. I guess ultimately with sibilance, you just have to use your ears and decide what you want to do, whether it's worth the time to reduce it, and if so, what kind of method you use. Try the pencil tray, if you've got that kind of mic. Experiment, experiment, experiment. But whatever you do, podcasters, please make sure you're having fun. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.